No fancy intro on this one, just the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And we are back with another mid-season episode. It's September 28th when we're recording this. we got some big cross-country coming up. We're just over a month away from the state meet. So kind of crazy there. Summit League Championships are about a month away. Um, we've got the border battle coming up this weekend. We just got done with GREAC, so... Is this the best time of the year to be a cross country fan or not quite yet? Oh uh, man, I think it is. I I had heard somebody say that, you know, the season doesn't really start until at least for the college people, the season doesn't really get going until after GREAC, uh, especially for, you know, the the teams that kind of make that as a a regular part of their season year after year. Uh the real racing and the real kind of sharpening I think starts, you know, in this final month leading up to to the conference meet. So yeah, I think it's, uh, it's when we're going to start to see everybody's best racing and, uh, people will really start to feel the, the urgency of, you know, their conference or regional competition coming up. And I, I think at, at least from our perspective, we we're really kind of sifting through, you know, where teams are at, like legitimately where they're at. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot less guessing on our, on our point on our part. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, border battle coming up this weekend. Super pumped. I think we'll touch on that a little bit at the end, but this will actually be my first cross country meet that I'm physically at. I'm excited to feel the energy of of the fans and the athletes and and be a part of a, a great meet. For sure. Now I have another question for you. Yeah, we always would talk about how track season you could almost get fatigued. Like you really needed that break between indoors and outdoors. And yeah. by the time you were getting to the end of outdoors, it felt like it had been such a long season. Does cross country ever get that way? Oh, totally. Especially if you, you know, maybe were a little too ambitious with your summer training, uh, which I was quite often, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, so in college, I definitely like felt that, um, you know, the the fatigue and I, I don't know, it was just like a lot of times it was really tough for me to race well at the end of the season because I was just flat. I was just tired. Um, but if you do it right, you know, this is when you start to really feel sharp and fresh and like the, the workouts that you've been doing or all the, all the running you did in the summer is kind of lining up with the workouts that you've been doing in the early fall and, and you really start to feel racy. So. Yeah. Well, because you know, who is feeling some mid season fatigue cam? Oh, who's that? The North Dakota high school coaches. Oh, so boy. <laughs> we, we reached out to the poll makers this week. We were hoping to give you guys an update on this episode and we found out that not enough coaches voted in this week's poll to make a poll. So I was, I'm bummed. I'm a little disappointed because I think that's so cool about our sport. And I think there's been a lot more chatter around the polls this year, maybe not just because of us, but like we've been trying to cover those. And if we're going to try to be like other sports, give cross country some clout, we got to be able to talk about the polls. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. 
Uh, we had, we had, before we started recording, we had kind of knocked around, maybe this would be the first, well, even last episode, we'd knocked around, oh, is the, is the podcast going to release their own kind of media poll? And, and we had decided, nah, that would be way, way, if we want to do it justice, that would be way too much work. But then I, I kind of threw it out there again. Is this going to be the first edition of the podcast media poll? And I, you know, I don't know how you're feeling, Ryan, but I just think we're not going to put ourselves out there like that on this short notice. So <laughs> no, uh, no. Dude, I just mean the script writers, they need something to go off of this week. And if there's no poll, well, how are they going to write the script? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, let's dive into a little bit of past cross country. So GRIAC was just this past weekend. We saw a lot of North Dakota teams and it is so cool um, and surprising to me just how so many North Dakota schools have started to go to GRIAC. And even so being down here in Iowa too, there's been so many schools that have, and maybe it's maybe a longer standing tradition to send your high school teams to GRIAC here in the state of Iowa. But I mean, it's like commonplace now, which is pretty cool to see that high school kids are getting an opportunity to go compete at a big time meet like that. Yeah. I mean, GRIAC was never a meet that I went to as a high schooler, but I know a lot of, uh, high schoolers uh in the state uh got an opportunity to race there and uh you know i i know like malacca was kind of the the big competitor and you know that's what the border battle is trying to be now so you know it was a lot uh, the cool thing about griac though is there's the the college you know teams that race there too so uh you know those high schoolers have some sort of like reference of and of you know what's to come or, or what the next level is doing. And man, this year's GRIAC was a pretty, pretty solid field. Uh, I was texting you before the race, Ryan, and I was like, man, there's not really, you know, at a first look, there's not really any like huge, like headlining teams or athletes. But if you dug into the rankings and stuff, it was like 80, I'm just throwing out a percentage, like, 80% of the teams, unlike the men's and the women's side, were ranked in their respective regional rankings. And there was even like nationally ranked teams, you know, a lot of teams from the West and the mountain region, which are historically very strong. Um, so it was, it was, it was really a, a top tier, top quality meet. And uh, yeah, I, I wish I could have been there to, to watch it. I still what? have never made it to GRIAC. So that's Ryan, you've never been to never been to GRIAC. I've never been. I talk about it. Wow. People people ask me about it. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's such a hard course. It's like I've never been there, never ran it. I have no idea. So I've yeah, been a poser it, this whole time. It's it's brutal. I I I don't know what it is. I never really ran well there. I always left feeling disappointed. You know, and I don't know if that's because I underestimated the course or overestimated my fitness at that at that point in the season or underestimated the level of competition, you know, had higher expectations um, for myself and for the team. But, uh, yeah, it, it's very challenging. It is very challenging. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know of anybody who's really <laughs> I mean, people love it because it, it's great meat, great atmosphere, honestly, mm-hmm. like great course, even though it is challenging. But I don't know of anybody who's said man, I, I love, I love racing at GRIAC. It's my, my favorite course. The closest thing I've heard of that is last year, one of my friends coaches up in uh, like Northern Minnesota and he 
was telling me that he had an athlete at the end of the race and he was like, man, was it as hard as they said? His athlete who is, I think he's running at Wisconsin now. So like pretty good kid. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. dude, that course was cheese. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, but apparently, uh... apparently not too bad. Uh, before we dive into the rankings, like specifically, <laughs> can you hear my washing machine in the background? I cannot. Okay, perfect. But it, it's good to know that I think I, I feel am. like you just said that to let everybody know that you do your laundry. I do. Well, that's the problem. I hadn't done my laundry. Oh, dear. So, okay. Anyway, so breaking it down, uh, like we said, North Dakota State took 14th as a team out of 18 uh, in the men's gold 8K. That's what kicked off the day. Uh, as far as kind of some of those top schools you talked about, uh, CBU is at Colorado Baptist, Colorado Boulder. I don't know. Cal- I think it's uh, California Baptist. Okay, California yeah, Baptist. Yeah. So they took the team win over Gonzaga and New Mexico and Portland and Boise State. Those were your top five. So really, really solid schools there. Um, some of the teams from our region, Minnesota took ninth. South Dakota State took 10th. North Dakota State, like I mentioned, took 14th. And then they were just ahead of St. Thomas. So, I mean, maybe not all that surprising because I feel like historically that's about how NDSU places in that race. Good competition. Like you said, a lot of ranked schools. So what were your initial thoughts from the Bison's performance? Man, I, I had texted you right after this. And, and my initial you know thoughts were, it happened again. We raced, you know, the Bison raced terrible at Griac again. They had high, I had high expectations for them and talking to Jake Harrison last week, it kind of seemed like, you know, they were getting everything rolling and and he had pretty high expectations as well. So uh, initially it, it was, uh, I wouldn't say like disappointment in them, but just kind of like, man, we just can't, the Bison just can't figure Griac out like a feeling like, I was trying to justify their performance, you know, but when I was looking at it, you know, I mean, they lot every team that they lost to, uh, with the exception of, I think one team, uh, was in the regional rankings before NDSU was not in the regional rankings, uh, going into this meet. So, I mean, really they, they finished about where, where they should have. And, you know, their performance at Griac actually got them into the regional rankings this week. So I think all in all, you know, not, not a terrible day for the NDSU Bison. Uh, two notable omissions on the team. Zach Johnson, who was one of the top finishers for them at SDSU Classic, uh, was not in this race, and they're still missing, uh, you know, conference Jacob placer Canodal. Jacob Canodal. Um, So yeah. you know, the text that I had sent you had said something like, "Man, NDSU's got a," you know, from my perspective, it's like, and they're they're thinking about winning the conference title, but they just got to focus on getting the the best team on the start line, because I mean, they got the the hardest thing for me as an NDSU alum. And uh, obviously we don't, you know, we try and do our best to be unbiased, but we don't really hide our bias all that well. I feel like the toughest thing for me was how bad they, they lost to South Dakota state, uh, you know, SDSU 10th NDSU all the way back 14th was hoping that it would be uh, a little bit closer than that, but you know, kind of the big takeaway, you know, NDSU, especially in these big, like region ranked, you know, meets, they just don't have that low stick. Uh, Carson Necker, South Dakota state freshman, he got 15th in this race. And, you know, it's just tough to make up that, that deficit when NDSU's number one was 60. Uh, so, you know, they got a tight pack, a, a five, you know, 60 to 78, that was their scores. So, you know, 
they got they have a strong pack of guys um and and like i was saying for a lot of these guys you know the season doesn't really start till after griak is kind of like the mindset that they have i think so um it's not especially after seeing the region rankings for for this week it's not the end of the world for the bison <laughs> right, I kinda, right i kind of i kind of that's how i reacted right away it was like oh my gosh i've seen this before and it's happened again you know but uh obviously i'm not uh not in the not in the practices i'm not in the training room with those guys i don't i don't really know what's going on other than what i see on race day so yeah and i think the biggest takeaway is there's still a good amount of season left on a season no, yeah no time to hit the panic button yet if you're ndsu you just got to like you said get guys healthy and move on to the next one so yeah, i mean if anything just a just a motivator to keep your head down and and do the little things right and and know that that you still got still got work to do but you know all that being said it's a really incredible field uh of teams and you know no no shame in losing to to teams that are ranked nationally and you know, are, are, are better than you, you know, it's just still hurts because <laughs> yeah, you want to, yeah. you want to see, you want to see your team that you cheer for in the top 10, you know, definitely. It, it's kind of, I'll, I'll make a little analogy. I've been watching formula one over the last uh, year and a half or two years. And, you know, there's Red Bull is like way above everybody else right now. And then there's these other teams that are kind of middle of the pack. And then there's these, uh, teams that are like way at the bottom and for them if they get a guy in the top 10 if they get 10th place and score one point for their team that's a huge victory uh so you know formula one does a good job of kind of having perspective on you know performance and i think i think i could have learned a lot from from that when i was in college about perspective of of performance but yeah anyway yeah We'll just touch on the girls' race now. So after the men's 8K to start things off for the day, it was the women's gold 6K. Region teams there, we saw Minnesota finishing 7th, South Dakota State finished 10th. But kind of the big surprise, one spot ahead of them was South Dakota in 9th. 30 points separated USD and SDSU, which at a race like GRIAC isn't all that much uh, just because of the sheer size of the fields. And then NDSU was back in 12th, and St. Thomas was 15th. Once again, California Baptist took the win there. Utah finishing second, Colorado State third, Portland fourth, and Boise State fifth. But I think that's uh, just very big to note. USD has so many girls that are back. And so just some names that we've talked about for a long time, like Abriel Jarrell, Abby Raperta, uh, Ella Byers, so I mean, all yeah. athletes that we've seen compete pretty consistently at conference championships over the last year or so, and I think yeah, individual title in the Summit League. We saw Leah Hansen come back for what feels like her tenth season. Could go for the <laughs> the quad, right, the yeah. four peat this year, but uh, it's not a sure favorite because she was beat out by Jarrell from USD uh, just by a few seconds, not much, but we were setting up the storylines pretty good for the summer league championships. Yeah, that was, that was for sure. The biggest surprise, you know, NDSU, you know, at the beginning of the season picked to, you know, defend their summit league title uh, and can only come away with third in this race uh, amongst the South or the summit league teams. Um, So big surprise to see USD uh, beating out South Dakota state and NDSU and honestly kind of the same, 
Uh, same sort of story here. And ESU just not able, they just don't have anybody who can in these large regional type, you know, races uh, who can really mix it up in the top 20 uh, right now. And USD and SDSU having, you know, their top in the top 20 with Jarrell 16th and uh, Leah Hansen 19th. Uh, just a, a tough gap to overcome when there's so many athletes uh, in a race. So Although, you know, NDSU quite a ways down, uh, I don't think they're letting that really get to them because, they you know, come Summit League time, come conference time, you know, the points difference instead of being, you know, a 25-point difference in scoring of their number one athlete, it'll be, you know, hopefully something more like a five-point difference. So, uh, right. yeah, c- cross-country is interesting how it, it uh, you know, the scoring and head-to-heads can change just on, like, the the type of race that it is. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and those performances earned South Dakota an 11th, uh, a number 11 ranking in the Midwest region. They went from being not ranked at all to number 11. South Dakota State doesn't move. They're locked in at number 13. And NDSU drops down a couple spots from 12 to 14. So uh, and they're just ahead of Drake, just down the road for me. So anyway, we'll keep our eyes on that as we approach some of the league championships here in the next month. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Griac, hopefully one of these days we'll see NDSU fighting for a, a top 10 spot on either side. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, we've seen SDSU, you know, kind of regularly consistently be up there and uh, yeah, it's just getting the right team and having the right race on the right day. I feel like for uh, it's not that we haven't had the talent or the the fitness to, to do well, I think it just hasn't mm-hmm. hasn't quite happened on the day over the last six seven years. That's at least uh, my excuse. So <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure, so. Uh, I I think we'll keep moving here. Um, yeah, I feel like the rest of the episode we're just kind of doing like rapid fire highlights. Almost, we'll dive in if we feel like there's more to discuss. But when we were preparing for the episode, you and I just both found some things that we thought were interesting that we wanted to touch on and. Um, I don't want to say it's been quiet because there's been a lot going on, but as far as, you know, specifically North Dakota athletes and North Dakota institutions, we kind of were looking a little bit bigger picture, kind of expanding out to the Midwest region as a whole this week. Uh, and I think part of that being GRIAC where we see some of these teams, but I was looking at rankings, uh, not intentionally, they accidentally clicked on the wrong link and pulled up the D2 rankings, but interesting to note that on the men's side, in Division Two, Augustana from Sioux Falls, uh, ranked number one in the central region. Uh, a few other NSIC schools with them, uh, Minnesota State Mankato, eighth, and Tanner Meyer, uh, yeah. who's had a phenomenal race for Mankato. He took third uh, at Griac. So pretty good 8K for a man for a 800 meter guy. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I was, move I that was guy really up to the move that guy up to the to the fifteen hundred man. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Uh, and just like breaking down their race, so they were in the maroon division at Griac. So Ryan Hartman from Augustana second. Uh, Tanner Meyer was third from Mankato. Colton Brand from Augustana eighth. But then if you scroll down a little bit more, uh, I'm gonna skip over a few NSIC schools. Sorry guys, because we've got friends of the pod, Braxton Brewer who took 28, you know, another dude that's running really fast considering he's a all American at 800. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Jared Gregoire, uh, 33rd for MSUM. And then we'll give a shout out to Guillermo Fragoso from UMary, 35th. So a few guys there in the top 40 that are oh, and let, friends of the and, pod. Yeah, and let's not let's not overlook JV and Hale. Yeah, you know, right behind Braxton Brewer. So good to good to see the Newtown products name back in the back on in the results and definitely. Uh yeah. I actually I actually just missed that result, but I shared something on the podcast not too long before we started recording. Uh Javen Hale was named like his conference's uh athlete of the week. Yeah. For for his performance. So yeah, that's awesome. So anyway, yeah, that was on the men's side. Uh, if we go to the women's rankings real quick, this just brush on this real quick. Uh, NSIC, we've talked so long about how they're one of the best D2 conferences in the country. But just listen to this on the women's side. They're ranked in the central region. Winona State 1, Augustana 2, Mary 4, uh, Minnesota State Mankato 6, Sioux Falls 7. So, I mean, they got five schools in the top seven of the central region. So, um, and it's funny because I know there's, there's more conferences, but it's NSIC schools and then MIAA, uh, which is like Northwest Missouri State, Nebraska Kearney, Pittsburgh State, and Kansas. So, yeah, just a uh, good show in there by the, by the NSIC conference. Love me some NSIC. Love it. Love it. And if we go and look at their race real quick. Uh, Alyssa Becker from Umary took third, 22-18 for the Umary Junior. Uh, just behind her was her teammate, Adriana Fundak, uh, fourth for the Marauders. Uh, Aubrey Surridge from Augustana took sixth. And, I mean, we can keep going. A lot of Augie athletes, a lot of Minnesota State Mankato athletes. Uh, great showings. So, yeah, just all in all, fun to fun to watch this region crushing it on the d2 level okay i think that's my one of my first things that i found you had specifically looked at the blue and white invite which we just briefly touched on like we just basically said it was coming up but i think it was a a race that we definitely i don't want to say overlooked but it was like yeah the blue and white invite i have a t-shirt from that cross-country meet it's a good one uh but it was a great one especially on the women's side yeah, I mean, it, it was sneaky good. Uh, not only, you know, I mean, uh, let me just say it like that, like individual and team wise, uh, it was, it was a great race. Uh, so, I mean, based on the polls from what we've seen, you know, pretty consistently throughout from since the beginning of the season, top three teams on the class A girls side have been Biz High, Williston and Red River. And all three of those teams were here uh, at the blue and white invite uh, as well. You know, being that it's in Valley City, uh, one of the top ranked individuals, uh, Regenberg uh, from Valley City herself. So real, real, you know, depth of top, top end talent at this race. You know, we've seen Regenberg and Jocelyn Schiller from Red River kind of go back and forth throughout the season. Uh, The, in the most recent poll that, that was completed. Uh, I'll just run it down. Izzy Dahl from Bismarck was ranked one. Regenberg from Valley City was two. Jocelyn Schiller was three from Red River. Uh, Bela Weigel of Bismarck, four. Cambry Moss of Williston was five. And 
man, we had another, another mix up, you know, Jocelyn Schiller mm -hmm. comes away with a, with a narrow victory, just four seconds over Regenberg, Bela Weigel, you know, slots herself in there for third. Uh, and Izzy Dahl, who was ranked number one, comes in fourth, uh, followed by Cambry Moss, just a second behind her in fifth, you know, so I, I think the class A girls is probably one of the most interesting, you know, classes uh, in terms of, you know, we really don't know what we're going to see on the day once it comes to the state meet because, you know, Schiller's won now in like head to heads. Jocelyn Schiller's won. Reagan Berg has won. Uh, did who won at uh, out in Bismarck, Ryan? Do you remember? Anderson Stobbin. Yeah. Was it uh, Bela Weigel? Gosh, I'd have to have to pull it up here. But... Well, I'm guessing just based on the polls, I'm guessing it would have been Izzy Dahl would have come away. Well, yeah, why, you're why right. You... Yeah, you're right. yeah. Um, so I yeah. mean, that's that's three three different athletes that have come away with a win in a head to head so far this season. Um, so just all the all the drama. All yeah. the drama. They're Dude. they're really gonna have to run the race this year. Yeah, and what's so cool though is we get that head to head matchup out in Valley City. I think all of those teams are back for the border battle. If I'm oh, seeing if I'm seeing excellent. this right, we got Bismarck, we got Legacy, we've got Red River, we got Valley City. So Williston. Williston's there. And yep. Williston's there. Dude, yeah. There's so many teams. It's this is going to be insane. It's going to be such a good race head to head. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. one, one other notable, uh, the rugby girls were also in that race, you know, kind of mixing it up with the, mm -hmm. the best of class a, uh, so on the team scores, Bismarck came away with the win. Williston second red river third, uh, that matches the class a polls. And then not too far behind were the rugby girls. So, uh, they're definitely challenging themselves, pushing themselves. Rugby is sitting number two right behind the Bowman County girls in the polls right now. So obviously they're trying to to find that extra sauce to to find their way back on top of the podium <laughs> come come the end of October. So the extra sauce. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I think uh another good thing to mention there from blue and white invitational, you just flip over to the men's side. Just seeing a lot of the same guys that we've seen. So Owen Hintz, who was the top of our last poll, takes the win. Uh, almost 20 seconds over his brother, Parker Hintz. Thomas Haskins, who we've seen in the polls all season from Williston, finished third. Connor Ensign from Bismarck uh, finished fourth. He was not in the most recent poll, but probably would be after that performance. Dawson Balzer up there, Tyler Wall, all guys that we've seen uh, consistently throughout the season. But Bismarck ended up beating Williston 18 to 52. So, yeah, uh, really. I mean, really if you look at pretty dominant from it was Bismarck really, on the team side. Really dominant. I mean, not a lot of schools there to mix it up. Um, but I mean, they go one, one through nine with the exception of Haskins in third. So, I mean, like so close to a perfect score. Right. Um, yeah. Thomas gets to wear that with pride. It's always good to break up that perfect score. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I don't think I ever was the guy that broke up a perfect score, but I had teammates, you know, who in in meets were the were the guy that broke up the perfect scores of other teams and you know, it's just a little extra badge of honor. For sure.
Dude, Pete, speaking of perfect scores, I was going to say a perfect segue here. Uh, we're going to move out to Kenmare at the Kenmare Country Club Invitational. Sounds fancy, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you need a membership to get on the start line, but <laughs> anyway, Newtown went perfect score on that one. Some guys who we've seen in the polls, Ben Dubois gets the win for Newtown, followed by Xavier Bell, who we've seen in the polls, Lander Lawton in third, seen his name a few times, and then teammates Loudon Hagen uh, finished fourth, and then Keelan Martin finished fifth. So, yeah, they did get the job done. 15 points. Very good looking out there. Uh, and then on the women's side, Bryn Hansen picked up the individual victory. And if I believe, uh, if I'm correct here, I think she's going to be at the border battle too. She was last year. So, yep. yeah, I believe I, I saw her there too, her on the, on the list. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and she picks up the win over Mache Miller, who we've seen uh, a few times throughout the polls, but she got the win. Bryn Hansen took the win by a minute and 30 seconds, a minute and 32, if anyone's counting, but. Yeah, it is. It's been a it's been a long time since Bryn Hansen has lost a cross country race. So, in business as usual for her, for sure, keeps winning. So, yeah, she's. I, I've said this before earlier in the earlier in the season. She's just gonna be tough to beat. You know, it seems like to beat her, you're gonna have to just crush her i i just don't see her losing a race by you know one or two seconds you know if it gets that close it just seems like she's got whatever the it factor is to to make sure she's going to win those types of races so yeah no it'll be it'll be fun to watch her this weekend and hopefully catch up with her a little bit here about how yeah. the season's going i've got one more thing before we touch on border battle stuff and that is one different thing i saw you know it's not uncommon you go to, to the cities travel there to go to griac right well bismarck legacy girls don't go to minneapolis for the griac need they go all the way to moundsview for the tom watson mustang stampede okay good good name it's solid else. solid meat name for sure I, I don't know if it's like i don't I can't imagine it's like this, but you know what? Drake relays, if you don't get into Drake, you race at Simpson, just yeah, like yeah. 20 minutes south. So I don't know if you don't make it into Griac, you race at the Tom Watson Mustang Stampede or what, but all schools you'd expect to see from Moundsview, uh, like Egan, Hill Murray, Eden Prairie, Andover, right? Creighton Durham Hall. And then all randomly Bismarck Legacies there. Yeah. Uh, but Eva Selinski, who we've seen in the polls, uh, places second, runs 19 minutes and three seconds, which is that the fastest time in the state now? Which I know we, we can't really compare, you know, times like that, but. Technically, we can't compare times, but Ryan, let's, I mean, we can still compare times we if can, we want to. We can gas it up. Okay, it's technically the second fastest time on the season, so. Jossie Schiller now has the fastest time in the state from the Blue and White Invitational, 1903. Uh, Eva Solinsky, 1903.8. So, yeah, and that's kind of kind of interesting to look at, too. Uh, Bismarck must have a decently fast course because on the boys' side, uh, three of the top five times are from McDowell Dam. Yeah. The, other, the other two come from the Nike Heartland preview. 
at Yankton Trail Park, which is always a fast course, right? Always. Always. Yeah. I mean, there's I a mean, lot of speculation around that and the times that I come got, out of there. Yeah, I got some theories about that course. <laughs> yeah, and then on the women's side, uh, best time to say comes from Valley City, uh, and then a couple from Anderson Stavin, Tom Wasson, Mustang Stampede, and then the Dragon Twilight Moorhead. So just some fun facts for all the listeners out there. Okay. Well, that segues us to the border battle. I don't know how much we have to talk about this, but anything you want to touch on right away? I mean, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, just excited to be at a track meet again. Or at, sorry, at a cross country meet again. And, uh, you know, just kind of feel the energy of the, of the fall air and the, and, and the sounds of spikes stampeding across the, the grass, you know, not to get too poetic about it, but, uh, uh, I think, I think there's some fun things that, uh, some fun new things, uh, sounds like there's going to be, uh, walk-up songs for the varsity races. Uh, is, can you confirm that Ryan? I would say so. Can can yeah. confirm. Can yeah. Confirm. So, I think that's a cool kind of exciting uh, addition to the meet. You know, uh, get some energy. You know, going for the fans and for the athletes, just creating kind of a cool racing environment. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping the drum lines will be there again. That was always my favorite part uh, about the Grand Forks meet uh, growing up and when I was in high school. Is we're able to have the drum line. You know, just kind of really kind of juicy up and keeps good energy you know at the meet throughout the whole throughout the whole meet so i'm hoping the drum lines are there again uh but yeah should be good more teams than last year and so it should be crazy should be crazy uh yeah no i think it's i think it's gonna be pretty nuts uh when it comes down to it so just some meat details here uh it's probably good uh to go over a few of these so the first race of the day is going to be the seventh grade girls 3k and that's going to kick off at 11 p.m p.m they have (laughs) there's a typo on the website if you're looking at the website and you're like oh shoot we race at 11 p.m seventh grade girls you don't seven you're 11 Uh, a.m but but that is uh that is what it says on the website believe it or not uh and then just remember too as far as like fan parking so if I remember right, and I want to, I want to just make sure we got this. Parking for fans is available in the parking lots at Red River High School, Apollo Park, Craftfield, and Eagles Arena. The fan bus pickup area is located on the west side of Eagles Arena. Loaded buses will transport fans into Lincoln Drive Park to be dropped off close to the race. Entrance fees will be collected as fans load the bus. Um, yes. So the first pickup will start at 10 a.m. at Red River High School. So just so you know, uh, there is a handicap fan parking. Um, it says no fan parking will be allowed inside Lincoln Drive Park with the exception of those needing handicap parking, which will be located in the grass east of the porta potties. Large golf carts will be making pickups and drop-offs from this area. So make sure yeah, you so- look at the website. When it comes down to it, um, the meet, I think, last year ran about as smooth as you can for as big of a meet as it was. Yeah, and absolutely. This, this year, it sounds like they've got it all planned out to do the same. So 
just make sure that you you read your read your information packets before you show up that day. Yeah, spectators, just give yourself plenty of time to get to the meet, you know, so you can catch all the action that you want to get and uh, do your stretches before and just run around. <laughs> just run around, have a good time, get loud, get rowdy, bring your cowbell. Definitely. Or whatever, whatever other appropriately sized noise-making machine that you can uh, think of. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Cam, I'm excited to see you in the flash at uh, the border battle. We'll see you there. Yeah, it'll be good. We'll have a we'll have kind of a podcast tent, I guess, with a with a sign. I, I don't know. That's gotta, what it sounds like. I'm just showing yeah, up, I mean, man. I'm just showing up. We're big go with the flow guys, you know. We're we're gonna be there and we're gonna be helping out as much as we can. But if you see us, if you see our little tent or a little sign or anybody wearing our merch, you know, uh come talk to us. You know, we'd love to talk to you, we'd love to connect and uh and yeah. we'll have bucket hats. If you want a bucket hat, we still we'll have be, a few of them left. We'll be some bucket hats there for sale. So yeah, if you haven't got your hands on one or if you tried to order one and I never mailed it to you, um which I think there's a few apologies, but uh, I'll be there in person. So sweet, sweet. All right. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate your support. We'll see you at the border battle. And until next time, thanks again.